Good morning. Before we uh, practice together, I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, what we're doing here. And uh, specifically, I'd like to talk um, about um, the unification of mind, or unification of mind and body. We could even think of it like this. And so our mind, for most of us, uh, the way we live our life is the mind is a little scattered. Uh, so it thinks a little bit about the future, goes back to the past, think about something on the side here. Uh, is there just enough to grab the fork, not the knife, you know? And something like or you're, when you're in the shower, you know, you just have enough presence to kind of like survey the different areas of the body. <laughs> Mostly you're on automatic, uh, maybe thinking about later today, you know, and hopefully every area gets visited once a week. <laughs> <laughs> and so our attention is not like a full-on attention. And, uh, and so here we're trying to develop a, some kind of unification of mind. And an there's a several images that are used in the text. And sometimes images are good because they make us smile or they, they, they stay in our memory. One of the images the Buddha used to describe the habitual mind of a human being, a, a worldling like us, is that it's uh, the images of a fish that is uh, taken out of water and is on the side of the river and it flip flops on every. It's it's uncomfortable. It's it's uh, it's lust. It's uh, and so and for us it's so much of a default setting for many of us that we do actually don't even know that this is what's happening. We take it uh, in the text, sometimes it says, oh, uh, unwise beings. That's again, probably so, so us. Maybe not you, but us. <laughs> <laughs> so unwise beings, uh, they, they think this is happiness, you know, like, you know, I'm going here, going there, I'm going to do this, and I'm free, I'm a free spirit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Is that so? Could be the question. Another image that uh, that uh, is kind of uh, dramatic in a way is, imagine, imagine in, this, uh, in this room here, if there was uh, on one big rope, on the long rope, uh, tied at one end of the rope an elephant, a little further uh, a crocodile, and a little further a monkey, and a dog, and an eagle, and a snake, all tied on the same rope. You can imagine the mess. Move out, everybody, because the elephant wants to go in the in the grass, the, s the snake somewhere, and... Uh, and the crocodile in the swamp, the eagle wants to go in the sky, the dog wants to go in the city, and they're all like pushing and pulling in all directions. It's a big mess. And so these are the six uh, representation of the six senses. So in Buddhism, there's the five senses that we know. Uh, I never try to make the list because I always forget one. <laughs> Come on, Pascal, you can do this. <laughs> what are the five senses? Sight, <laughs> hearing, I'm almost there, <laughs> smelling, touching, oh, there's another one. 
smelling. Sight, sight, sound, smelling, tasting, feeling, touch. Yeah. And in Buddhism, we have a sixth one. We consider the mind as a mind door, the same way that the ear is a is a door to uh, encounter sounds, and the eye is a door to encounter the visual objects. Etc. The mind is a door that uh, encounters uh, images and uh, words, maybe if you think of it like this, thoughts, ideas, uh, impressions of the mind. And the mind feels uh, mind states, uh, the experience of fear or joy. Or, and so we uh, sometimes, often it's presented as one of the six senses. And so you imagine all these, animal, these animals going in all direction and the big mess and the the way it's presented here is like so. This room is 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 like the this process here, body mind process, and these are the senses. And mindfulness or attention awareness uh, bec- uh, is like if you cut the rope in pieces and you give each animal an area with a um, you drive a pole in the ground and you give them their area so that you can actually because they're stuck together. You can actually give give them safety and, and attend to them and feed them and listen to them and take care of them each at a time with mindfulness. So that's what we're doing here. We're starting to notice, oh, hearing is happening and we don't let the hearing be taken over by the crocodile, you know, like, oh, I heard this sound. Oh, when I was young, there was also chirping and now half of the world has no chirping anymore and, and I should leave the city by the way. And you know, it's just like hearing is happening. So you put the pole, the, the post, uh, the pole the, of mindfulness. Oh, sound, sound. Oh, bodily sensation. I don't have to run off with li- to the hospital in my mind because there's a throbbing or piercing happening. I can let that be known fully. Oh, piercing, intense piercing is happening. Or if there's an emotion coming coming by, I don't have to leave. You know, gratitude comes, oh, let me feel gratitude instead of like, oh, gratitude, the world, everybody's amazing, it's amazing, you know, and totally get lost in it. Just be aware, like, wow, gratitude, what's the feeling tone of it? What's, what's the texture of gratitude or doubt? Or I don't have to run off, you know, and I can stay here, put the post of mindfulness and get to know, attend to that animal that's, uh, that's there, right? So that's uh, one way to talk about the unification of mind. We unify mind and body. We use the mind in a good way to meet every one of the senses, and we use the mind to meet the mind, you know, to take care of, uh, of the mind and heart. So there's, uh, <coughs> we could say, two kinds of um, unification of mind, or now I'm going to use the classic word, but notice your. Uh, just your um, how you hold that uh, when I'm going to say that word. How what happens to you? Because I find it very in- that that word for many of us is charged with meanings. And that let's see. So another word for unification of mind is the word concentration. I don't know how what it does to you, but for me, it does a bunch of things. Like I'm not concentrated enough. Concentrate, you know. There's there's some. It's charged for me. Maybe not for you. That's why I think of it as unification of mind. Uh, concentration for me comes with a kind of a feeling, an association that I'm going to fail at that, you know, that I should be more 
concentrated, something like this. So unification of mind. Unification. Let's talk about unification of mind. I'm talking about the same thing, but one feels good. <laughs> Maybe not for you. That's a so there's one kind of concentration that is like this, we could say, like that. If your eyes are closed, that would be a time here where you would open it. So concentration like this. So it means... Um, classic forms of concentration, anapanasati on the breath, and we're going to play with this a little bit this morning. So all attention given to one aspect of experience, the breath, and maybe even more specific, the breath at the nostril, very classic. Or if you meet another uh, master, they might say, no, never at the nostril, <laughs> always at the belly, you know. <laughs> ah! Big mistake, the nostril. <laughs> yeah. And so like this concentration, and it might be like yesterday, for example, with uh, Lila, we were doing uh, mudita. So maybe having somebody to mind, you might, maybe you were seeing visually, seeing this person and repeating one sentence or a few sentences such as this uh, one that I was touching to me, may you... Uh, be aware of your own goodness. May you see your own goodness, no? So may you see your own goodness. So you uh, you think of somebody. The, so the mind is getting unified. And it's not like, oh, when I go to bed, I brush my teeth. It's like, no, one person and one wish or a couple of wish. Do you see how it becomes like this? So one, obj- uh, way, one way to develop concentration is for example, the practice of metta or mudita. So you bring somebody to mind and you keep, you stabilize their image. You keep them, and, and the mind might say like, yeah, but forget, and you bring it back. No, we're with uh, Nicole right now. Nicole, may you see your own goodness. And then, yeah, but she said that to me. No, <laughs> Nicole, may you see. So we kind of like gather the energy in one direction like this. So, like this, we're going to play with this this morning. There's another kind of unification of mind that is more like this, (laughs) or like this. So, in this unification of mind, there is a central point. It's the present moment, and then the whole field is open. And so that's a little bit what I think we've been uh, instructing in a way with Lila since the beginning of the retreat. We're like, let's stay here. And in here, there might be sensations, there might be sounds, there might be emotions, states of mind, moods. And if there is thinking, let's see if we can allow it to be part, part of the, what we are aware of, conscious of. And the point here is the presence, to the, it's a present moment. We are aware of what's happening now. Now, it's a sensation in the feet. Now, it's the voice of Pascal. Now... It's the sensations maybe in the chest. Now it's the awareness that I'm alive or listening or wanting to understand. So that's a kind of an open field. That's what we've been uh, inviting you to do in this morning. We're just to play with it. We're going to say like, hey, not the belly, the nostrils. (laughs) This is where it's all happening this morning. Okay. And we're going to see what we can do with this. So with this, forcing doesn't work. 
it's uh, it has an aspect of effort of intentionality maybe and of continuity like so we are going to aim at the nostril and see if we can stay around there maybe but we don't want to force ourselves like no coercion you know it's it's more the the language at least that works for me is more invitational oh could i give my f- full attention or fullest attention possible to the breath can i is it possible to uh, i use the words that a generous attention or giving fully a I give, I offer my full attention to the breath. Not, I, I don't keep any attention for anything else. I just, uh, you could even think if it, the, that language speaks to you, you could think of uh, the beloved, the beloved breath. And so you give your full attention to the beloved. And, uh, and we'll see what discoveries we'll make in this. So there is no failure possible. It's just going to be an experiment where we're going to discover things about this heart, mind, psyche, which happen to be not so personal. This is human psyche. This morning takes this form. Yeah. One way also to talk about the unification of mind in this way is an abandoning of the hindrances. So letting go of the wish to obtain something Letting go of desire for, oh, I want to be concentrated, is usually a hindrance. I remember uh, a few years ago, when while Lilo was uh, in her cave, I, w- <laughs> uh, I was practicing with uh, one uh, Burmese master of concentration. And uh, I was with him for a few months, a couple of months. And I remember... Uh, Every day we had to go report to this uh, teacher our practice. And the way it was done, which is a classic uh, Burmese way maybe to report, is uh, not like a, a Western way where usually the door is closed and you're alone with the teacher and you know it's very private. There the door is open and there's always a bunch of people. I mean, it looks like what we're doing in the groups here this, uh, this week. And so I was hearing the other report on their... Um, on their uh, the development or the rather the non-development of their concentration and mine and I, it took about three weeks it took a long time for me to really get it but I, at some point i was listening to the my uh, colleagues or uh, uh, fellow retreatants and thinking about myself too and i was thinking oh we're actually producing a lot of hindrances. Like we're actually like cultivating hindrances because we all, we want to be concentrated and we want to be, you know, and so there's a lot of stress being <laughs> built up, you know, and uh, evaluating ourselves constantly. I don't have it, I don't get it. The other, comparing ourselves, like all oh, like such unwise ways to use the mind, you know. In the teaching it says comparing is such a, a difficult way to use the mind. It's it's not a, it's never helpful because if you if you find out you're in the bottom of the comparing mind, it's it's really a, it's bad. You know, it doesn't feel good. If you're at the top, it's so isolating at the top. No, doesn't that what the expression says? It's lonely at the top. <laughs> but also, you never know if you're going to stay at the top. Things being uncertain. If you compare and you're at the top. You're not sure if it's going to stay like this. It's stressful. And do others understand that you are at the top, you know? (laughs) And they might not know that. So it's also stressful, you know? 
and so and if you're equal also it's it's a forgetting of the conditionality of things that are all histories are conditioned all biologies are different and you know that's uh, yeah that's it's not considering the fact that everything has its own little history so the comparing mind the wanting to acquire you know with the clinging to it like do i have do i get when do will i get you know not just a sense of wholesome sense of direction but the tightness that accompanies it often and so after hearing my fellow retreatants and myself i remember going back to my uh, cell not my uh, yeah that's the word no for mon- monastics yeah so my little room and uh, thinking i'm actually going to stop producing hindrances uh, unconsciously you know like i'm so i'm going to abandon any goal and i'm going to f- let myself fall into the breath as much as i fall you know and in a very kind of more loving awareness that's uh, and then from that moment it's it the unfolding was uh, very different for me of, of what happened and how it unfolded was uh, uh, less painful and in a way more successful because there was not this acquiring mind so notice this here this week if you're here and wanting to achieve something you know concentration or insight or joy or or you know whatever else you know sometimes we come here we have a decision to make and we really want to practice well so we can make the decision and that's usually it's uh, stressful and it's uh, counterproductive right so let's play with this a little bit so move your body if you need to uh, to release some of the tensions that might have uh, formed So not trying to produce anything or achieve anything, but just investigating, expo- exploring, <coughs> playing with uh, the different things that the mind can do, where the attention can go, and again, how the attention can be uh, non-judging, non-demanding. And I'll lead an exploration of the breath in four steps. So as we uh, start the practice, it's always good to just become aware that there is a body. Let that be experienced just in the way that it is. Notice <coughs> that the body is sitting and the hands are touching. And again, we don't have to produce anything because everything is there already. 
The sensations uh, are there, we don't have to make them. And even the attention is there, we're always attentive to something. Now we might just be directing the attention a little bit, inviting it to notice particular things or phenomena. So maybe you're discovering now that this body's breathing. So you might feel the whole body breathing, or the breathing in a general way. Or you might notice it, let's keep it rather open here, you might notice it in the belly. Maybe that's where it's predominant for you. The belly rising and falling at its own uh, speed or in its own way. Some of us might feel the breathing more clearly at the nostril with the slight little push of the air coming in. or coming out. Maybe you notice the freshness of the air as it comes in the nostrils. And the different temperature as it comes out. You might feel the breath somewhere else in the chest area where there's the exchange of oxygen. In this first step here, we're not asking very much of us. We're just seeing if it's possible to actually be aware that it's an in-breath right now or an out-breath or a rising or a falling of the abdomen. So we don't have to be extraordinarily mindful. We can even check out a little bit, but once during the in-breath, and for one moment during the out-breath, we're really conscious of which part of the cycle we're in. And we might take a mental note in or out, rising or falling, if it helps us identify and feel.
There might be other things being known or thoughts in the mind, but one time during the out-breath or falling of the belly, we're really clear about that. This is what's going on. One moment during the in-breath or the rising of the belly, we become conscious of that. we forget, we simply start freshly, immediately, with a clear intention. No drama about it. could stay with that first step, just having enough awareness to know that this is an in-breath or an out-breath. Or if you want to play with the second step, then you would notice this breath, this in-breath or out-breath. Not just an in-breath or an out-breath, but this one. There's only one like this the whole story of the universe. Can you be there for this one? Noticing that it's deep or shallow or fast or slow. And it can be any way, a little stuck or fluid. or Maybe there's no words, but you're particularly there for this one. This in-breath, this out-breath, this rising the belly or this falling. So a little closer here.
giving your full attention to this out-breath or this in-breath, feeling it and maybe noticing that this one is controlled or easeful or pleasant or unpleasant or but maybe there's no words but you're there feeling this one just before it disappears and that one Again, you could stay with that step, come uh, back to the first step, forget the whole endeavor. Or if you want to explore the third step, then you would have the, uh, you would try to see if it's possible to not abandon the in-breath at all, be there from its birth, we could say, until it's uh, passing in the middle too. Is it possible to come a little closer? So not just being aware that there is an in-breath or an out-breath, not just coming closer and feeling this one, but not abandoning it, giving generously your full, unrestricted attention to this in-breath, letting your attention embrace completely or marry completely this in-breath. Letting your attention take the form of this in-breath from beginning to end. And maybe similarly with the out-breath. Is it possible to stay completely close to it for the whole duration of the cycle in one way and in the other?
Again, you can stay with uh, that practice. Come back to uh, another step that came before. If you want to explore in a different way with step four here, now you would uh, know, be aware, have the intention to calm the mind and calm the heart and calm the body as you're giving your attention to the breath. So knowing why you're doing this, you're paying attention to the breath, letting awareness reveal fully the breath in order to calm the mental formations, to calm the heart, to calm the body. So you're inviting this. If you wanted, you could even think calm on the out-breath or on the falling of the belly. But it doesn't have to be like this. But in this fourth step, we're aware of our intention to gather and calm the agitation and invite tranquility in the whole system. It's a practice of renunciation. We let ourselves uh, fall into the breath. 